All right, Fritzberg and bloodandfate.com. It's the middle of January, and we're talking about war. I posted two articles up in bloodandfate.com, uh, and, and the title was The War in the United States. And this is going to be a multi-part series. I've got some things running around in my head, but it kind of goes like this. Yeah, we lost. We lost. Uh, <laughs> the bad guys have taken over this country. They don't care what you or I think. They really don't care. Um, it, it's so bad that they can openly and brazenly steal elections. They gaslight us. They laugh in our face and say, and, and they say basically, what are you going to do about it? You do anything about it, we're going to throw your rear ends in prison, J6ers. They're going to throw everybody in prison. Uh, the national security apparatus has, has come out explicitly and said, we're going after uh, American dissidents. I mean, I, they don't say American dissidents, but say we're going after thought crimes. We're going after uh, factors that could potentially lead to the incitement of. And that was in their 2021 uh, National Security Council strategy against domestic violent extremism, against domestic terrorism. And they've made it explicit, and they've been rolling that out since then. Uh, when you see a guy like Senator Fetterman from Pennsylvania uh, elected to office, uh, and he is a, I don't know, moron is, is probably technically correct. Uh, and I don't say that to make fun of Senator Fetterman. It's not designed to make fun of Senator Fetterman. The whole thing is designed to make fun of you. It's designed to make fun of the American citizen. It's designed to make fun of, of traditional Americans that have voted, who never in, in the history of mankind would ever vote for somebody like that. And they said, see this guy? We put him in office anyway. We know, we know you didn't vote for him. We don't care. It's mocking you. Same thing down in Arizona. You got uh, Katie Hobbs and you got uh, Carrie Lake. She doesn't even run for office. She just says, hey, make sure all the votes come through my office. I will make sure they end up the way they're supposed to. Doesn't even care. So we find ourselves in a place of, well, certainly the underdogs. It, to, 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 to put it lightly, we're the underdogs. We, they've, lost, they've won, we've lost. And now we're looking at, a, at a, in, in an insurgency situation. And for my part, just to be clear, guys, all you Leos out there, uh, I'm an ideas guy. And if you want to arrest me for my ideas, you know, I guess that's where we got to go. But I start and stop with ideas, and that's it. Because it's always one in, in the sphere of ideas. Always one in the sphere of ideas. And right now there's a, a campaign to utterly demoralize people. And, and the people I'm most disappointed with, as you know, are the evangelicals. It's the evangelical church. Those are the people I'm most disappointed with because they have been demoralized, and, and, they, and, and they're so deceived that they think it's right to be demoralized, and they don't even think they're demoralized. And they'll tell you how, you know, in the end, God wins, and, you know, they're going to get raptured, and Jesus is coming back any day, and it's getting so bad, but they're not in a the fight. They don't want to be in the fight. It's scary to be in the fight, and they side with the bad guys. I've said this many times. They've sided with the bad guys. They've turned around and sided with the Antichrist. Who are the Antichrist? It's those people that have explicitly rejected the Father and the Son. It's those people who explicitly deny that the Christ has already, past tense, come in the flesh. It can't be any clearer. The people that Jesus Christ said, hey, these are people that call themselves Jews, but they really aren't. They're liars, and they're of the synagogue of Satan. And, and these evangelicals say, oh, Jesus, you're wrong. You're wrong, Jesus Christ. You're not a very good Christian. You're an anti-Semite, anti Jesus. 
Uh, they, on one hand, they won't call him an anti-Semite. On the other hand, they'll call him a Jew. Who called Jesus Christ a Jew? It wasn't the Jews. Jews never claimed him as one of their own, ever. Never. Jesus Christ was born in Judah. He was born in Bethlehem of Judah, and he immediately left, and he never came back. He never came back. He had a choice to live wherever he wanted to live. He moved out of his mommy and daddy's house. I don't know at what age. But he left Nazareth. Do you think he went down to the land of his people, the land of Judah? No way. No way. He said, I'm not going down there. He moved farther north. He moved farther north. He moved up to uh, Capernaum. Beautiful little lake, uh, 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 lake town. Got the mountains there. Got the lake. Man after my own heart. Or maybe I'm, uh, uh, maybe I'm the man after his heart. He did not move down to Judah. Jews hated him. Jews killed him. Jews murdered him. They, they tried to murder him from the time he was born. Anyway, these silly evangelicals, they've, they've, they've got it all back. They've got it 100% backward. And they've sided with those who betrayed Jesus Christ. And they dance around and pose in their self-righteousness. Look at me, look at me. I'm not an anti-Semite. <laughs> well, Jesus Christ was. Get a clue, dude. Get a clue. Go read Revelation 2.9. Go read Revelation 3.9. Go read John 8.44. Go read Matthew 23.33, 23.15, and on and on and on and on. Jesus Christ came for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. He didn't come for the Talmud followers. Now, some of them did repent. Saul is a perfect example. But Saul is the first one who will tell you. He said, man, I was, a, I was the greatest sinner of all. And God called Saul in order to make sure his church understood how evil the Talmud is and Judaism is and even the followers of the Talmud. It was Saul himself, a Pharisee of the Pharisees, advanced beyond his peers in the traditions. There's a reason they call it the traditions, because it's the traditions of the elders, which becomes the Talmud. And he says in one of his very first letters, one of his very first apostolic letters, his epistle to a European church in Thessalonica. So 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 15, he says, hey, these are the folks that murdered Jesus Christ, and they're the enemies of all mankind. This is Paul. This is the guy that was originally around trying to murder the Christians. It got, he repented. So there's salvation for those that call themselves Jews as well. But he was, he was front and center. He was leading a charge to murder and, and enslave and jail Christians, those who follow Jesus Christ. Nothing's changed, folks. I'm trying to tell you this. Nothing has changed in 2,000 years. You think the Bible's stopped being the Bible. On one hand, you've got these evangelicals saying, oh, I want a New Testament experience. Uh, we have a New Testament church. We want to see the miracles of the book of Acts. And you read the New Testament, you read the book of Acts, and who is the enemy of the church? There's one people and one people only. 82 times the book of Acts used the term Jew. 82 times. 82 times. Oh, well, that was just for a long time ago. Oh, really? Well, then why do you say in 2022, 2023 that you want to you have a, a New Testament church just like in the book of Acts? <laughs> this doesn't work. <clears throat> this doesn't work. All right, the, the Word of God is eternal. God's put it there. If, if we're going to understand our enemies, we have to know who our enemies are. 
Remember, Satan came and deceived Eve, and, 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 and Satan didn't show up and say, Hey, I'm Satan. Uh, listen to me. i got an offer for you. He showed up. He looked like a beautiful, wonderful creature. Oh, he's such a nice serpent. He's such a nice dragon. In my mind, I, you know, the, the, the serpent of, of, of uh, Eden wasn't a little thing that slithered on the ground. It's a big, beautiful, wise, a, 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 and majestic creature. Probably flew. Flying serpent. And that's why God cursed me. He said, hey, you ain't going to be flying no more, dude. You're going to be crawling on your belly and eating the dust. <laughs> Jesus Christ cursed him. But the point is, he appeared to be something. He appeared to be one thing, but he was really something else. And somehow these people who call themselves Jews, but are not, but are liars, and of the synagogue of Satan, have convinced the church that they're somehow God's chosen people. And it doesn't make any sense. Second John verse 11 says, if you have somebody that doesn't bring the teaching, don't even greet them. Don't even greet them. If you do, you partake of their evil deeds. Go read it. Second John, there's only one chapter. It's verse 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. First, it defines what the Antichrist is. Antichrist is those who deny that the, deny that the Christ has already come. And you've got those people who say, oh, the, the Messiah hasn't come yet. The Bible defines them as Antichrist. And yet the church grovels and worships before them. Now, the United States today, 2022-2023, you would have uh, 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 people that call themselves Jews, but are not, and they pretend that they're uh, <laughs> innocent, wonderful people. And you get behind the scenes and you read what they're really saying, and, and they hate whites, they hate Europe, they hate Christians. And they're explicit about it. I, I, I've got a bunch of memes up on bloodandfaith.com. You call them memes if you want, but they're quotes from... Uh, prominent Jewish leaders, including uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, who many evangelicals seem to worship, uh, including Ariel Sharon, uh, and many prominent Jews. They said, hey, you know, our fight is against uh, the European man and Christian man. We're going to destroy them and enslave them. They're explicit about it. They say this. And we come to the fight in, in America in 2022. We're not getting around this unless we go to the heart of the issue. And we sit there and say, oh, our enemy is these people, our enemy is those people. But nobody will touch this. It's, it's like the, it's the unforgivable sin. Thou shalt not mention J-E-W unless you bow down and you grovel before them. And all I can say, this is Fritz Bergeron, I'm just saying, I'm going where my master went. I'm going where my king went. I'm going where my monarch went. I'm going to say what my monarch said. I'm going to say what Jesus Christ said. And I try to stay on the right side of that. So if Jesus Christ says, hey, they're not even real Jews, they're false Jews, they're liars, or they're the synagogue of Satan, that's where I stand. And I will repeat that till the day I die. And you got these conservative and these evangelicals, well, we're going to fight, we're going to make America great again, yet they won't go to the source of the problem. They won't. They won't mention it. They won't even mention it. They, it is verboten. They cannot. And they'll blame all these different circumstances. It's like blaming a bullet for killing somebody. Oh, the bullet did it. The bullet killed that man. The bullet killed everybody in Las Vegas at the, at, the, at, the, at the country music festival. It was the bullets that did it. And it's like you've got to purposely be obtuse. You have to purposely be obtuse to ignore what's going on. You have to purposely decide in your mind that you're not going to deal with the real issue. I mentioned an article of the Frankfurt School. Okay, you go back, it, 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 you know, post-World War II, you had a, a cabal of intellectuals, and, and they, 
essentially rewrote uh, social sciences for the Western world after World War II. And today it is remains ascendant in every university. I had to, I got my PhD, been there, done that, studied this stuff. And they're, they're explicit. We're going to undermine all the institutions in the West and utterly destroy them and, and, and cleanse them and wipe them out. And they've done this by marching. It's the long march through the institutions. Antonio Gramsci talked about that. There's, there's parts of Gramsci I like because he understands the importance of language, the importance of narrative, the importance of, 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 of uh, uh, rhetoric. And I've written on him. I've got stuff at bloodandfaith.com about, about him oh, years ago now. You know, you move on. You get, you, there's so much to talk about, so much to write about. And, and, we, and we won't say it. We should, oh, we, well, all we need to do is vote harder. Dude, <laughs> their message to you is this. Vote all you want. It's Katie Hobbs. It's, it's Senator Fetterman. It's Joe Biden. It's Kamala Harris. And you can scream all you want. And we're going to laugh in your faces. And if you do anything about it, we're going to throw you in jail. Nobody was even asking how Kamala Harris became the vice presidential. Nobody was even asking. Nobody cares. Nobody's asked. Normally, you would have a press that would be drilling into those things, but they're but they're a lap dog. They're a branch of the powers that be. And 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 if you you dig into the ownership structure of all the major corporations, including the media corporations, and I don't talk about this because there's other people that talk about it, and and I like to stick to the scriptures, but sometimes it's just it's just good. it's obvious, man. But, but you're forbidden from noticing. In the article that I wrote, I wrote, uh, gosh, I think it, I got up at five this morning, I wrote something. I said, it's like you're at war. And, and, and you know, you're out there shooting this, shooting that, and you're, you're fighting. And suddenly you wake up one morning and you have this dawning revelation. And you go to your, your officer in charge and you say, hey, I just figured it out. The bad guys are the guys in red uniforms. We got to get the guys in red uniforms. We got to shoot them. We're shooting at everybody else, but we're not. We're, how come we're not doing that? Officer in charge says, you, "You can't say that. You can't say that." I said, "Well, what do you mean?" He says, "It's forbidden. You may not notice the people in red uniforms. You can shoot anybody else you want, including your own people in uniforms, just like yours. But you can't notice the folks in the red uniforms. It's forbidden." Oh, well, who says? Well, higher, higher has told us our command. Our command structure has said, "You, you, thou shalt not." Well, who runs higher? It's the same dudes in the red uniform. And that's where we're at in America in 2023. We won't notice. We refuse to notice. We refuse to pay attention. And most of all, most of all, you refuse to acknowledge what the Holy Scriptures themselves say. It's like, okay, Fritz has talked about Rebel Leader One. Well, who's Rebel Leader One? Rebel Leader One is Jesus Christ, okay? Jesus Christ, you're the commanding officer. Who's the enemy? And he says, okay, folks, you know, I've said this a lot, but we're going to be patient. So let's go back to Genesis 3, 14, 15. This is the fall. And, and the Almighty, he looks, at, he looks at the Satan, he, he says, listen, I'm going to make enmity, which is a deep-seated hatred, even unto death, between the seed of the woman and the seed of the serpent. Well, what do you mean, snake babies? Who are the snake babies? Well, I'm so glad you asked, says Jesus Christ. I'm so glad you asked. Why don't you pay attention to my life? Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Um, there was a forerunner that came before me, and his name was John the Baptist, and he made it very clear. Matthew chapter 3, 
you brood of vipers. Who's, a, who's the brood of vipers? It's the snake babies. A brood of vipers. They're the snake babies. They're the seed of the serpent. It's, it's, they don't have to even interpret this stuff. It's as plain as can be. Later on, Matthew chapter 5, Jesus, Matthew chapter 12, Jesus Christ does the same thing. He said, you brood of vipers, you brood of vipers, how shall you escape the sentence of hell? Who do you, who do you say that to? The Talmud teachers. The Talmud teachers. He says to the Talmud teachers, well, are they, are they Jews? Yeah, yeah, they are. Matthew, it refers to him as Pharisees. John, John doesn't use the term Pharisee. It says the Jews. It's the Jews, the Jews, the Jews, the Jews. John chapter 8, verse 31, the Jews. John 8, 44. Jesus Christ says to his enemies, which are my enemies, you are of your father, the devil. This is Jesus Christ. That's my monarch. That's my king. That's my commander. He's the captain of the Lord's host. He's a rebel leader one. Verse 59 says the Jews. In context. Oh, well, that was only for 2,000 years ago. Well, why don't you throw the Bible out then and burn it if this Bible was for 2,000 years ago? Why do you make excuses and cover up for the enemies of Jesus Christ? Why? Well, because they're going to call me dirty names. They called me dirty names. They called me anti-Semitic. They called Jesus Christ insane and demon-possessed. Why do you expect any better? And here's something worse. Here's something even worse. You say you want to save the lost, but you don't have the courage to say what Jesus Christ said. Now whose blood, now whose hands is that blood on? You don't have the courage to say what Jesus Christ said. And that's why I try to stick to the Scriptures when I talk about this stuff. My understanding of Revelation came through the Holy Scriptures. That's it. That's it. Beginning and end. The Holy Scriptures. From Genesis through the Revelation. It's the Holy Scriptures. Oh, well, I read in, in Amos that God, you know, God will never... He, it's always the Jews are His special people. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Listen, listen to me. Listen very carefully. Who inspired those prophets to write? Well, the Holy Ghost, the, the Spirit of Jesus did. Yes, exactly. How did Jesus Christ interpret what his prophet said? <laughs> Revelation 2.9, Revelation 3.9, 1 Thessalonians 2.15, John 8.44, Matthew 23.33, Matthew 23.15, Matthew chapter 12. He says, look, man, the axe has already been laid at the root of the tree, and y'all are good for nothing but to be cut down and thrown into the fire. That's how Jesus Christ interpreted them. So I suggest to you that you're, you're off track. I'm not off track. I'm trying to follow what Jesus Christ said. Y'all are off track. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22 makes it very clear. He said, y'all have already come to Mount Zion. You've already come to Mount Zion. It's not some other people. It's not some other place. Y'all have already come to Mount Zion. You want to know who the one Jew was that was called and chosen by God? It was Judas Iscariot. That was the one Jew of the twelve. The rest were Galileans. The rest were Galileans. Every other one of them was from Galilee. 
uh, Acts chapter 1, Acts chapter 2. When Jesus Christ ascends, the angel looks down, and he says, hey, men of Galilee. He doesn't say, hey, Jews. He says, hey, men of Galilee. You go to Acts chapter 2, it's Pentecost, the day of Pentecost. And there's, there's all kinds of folks there. There are all kinds of folks there for the, the big feast. The big feast at the, at the, at the temple, and there are Jews everywhere. And they look one one another, and it says, the guys are speaking in tongues. Who are these men? These Galileans. Galileans does not describe them as Jews. Hey, if I'm wrong, man, write me a note and, and give me the scriptures. But let me tell you something. I, I'll stand by what Jesus Christ said. I will say what my king says. I will say what my monarch says. So many in the evangelical church want their own little religion, their own little nice, inoffensive religion. And they've, they've gone the way of the Jews. They've gone the way of the Jews. Jesus Christ warned the church, don't go the way of Jews. Don't go the way of the Jews. Jesus Christ warned. He told the church, he said, beware the leaven of the Pharisees. Beware the leaven of the teachers of the Talmud. Matthew chapter 15, he, the Pharisees come up to him, how come you don't follow the, 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 the teachings of the elders? Jesus, man, he went for the throat. He goes right for the throat. He says, how dare you? How dare you? How dare you undermine the law of God for your man-made traditions? It's right there, man. It's all right there. And that's what the church is. That's what the evangelical church said. Oh, we want to have a kinder, we want Jesus 2.0. We don't want Jesus 1.0. We don't want the original Coke. We want the new Coke. We don't like the original. He's mean. Racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic, queerphobic, intolerant, divisive, and anti-Semitic. So they shove Jesus. They lock him in the back closet, and, and, and they make a fake Jesus. They bring out a fake Jesus. Jesus 2.0. Oh, he's nice. He loves everybody. He loves the homosexual. He, and he loves everybody. He forgives everybody. He loves everybody. I got, I got, I got, a, I got something to say about that. I got a podcast coming to say about that. And it's like, look, yeah, did Jesus Christ die for this? Yes, yes, he did. How shall you escape the punishment of hell if you neglect so great a salvation? Hebrews. Hebrews. Yes, that's all true. That's all true. And how shall you escape if you neglect such a great salvation? You won't. It's Jesus Christ that preached hell. It's Jesus Christ that told them um, the, the axe has already been laid at the root of the tree. It's ready to be cut down and thrown into the fire. Go read the Revelation. Go read the Revelation of Jesus Christ. 22 chapters. Short. There's some bad things happened in the past, happening now, going to happen in the future. Bad things every, happen every day. People go to eternity every single day. Well, I just can't believe a loving God would send somebody to hell. Well, Jesus Christ taught that that's what happens. All right, he said, "Look at that rich man." Say he he had he he had, you know he was doing really well. He ate nice food every day. And he had the poor man Lazarus. He was he was he was trying to you know fight the dogs to get the scraps from the table. They both die. Lazarus goes to heaven. Rich man goes to hell. Rich man says, "Hey, <laughs> I'm in, I'm hurting down here." This flame is killing me, man. It's killing me. Somebody dipped their finger in water and give me a little taste off their fingertip. Lazarus was in the bosom of Abraham, and he looks down. And he says, no, man. No, uh -uh. I, I can't. You can't. There's a big chasm between here in heaven, here in paradise, and y'all in hell. And we can't 
go from here to there and you can't go from there to here. It's forever. There's no redemption. Once you're there, that's it. There's no spending your time there and coming out of there. It's forever. Well, that's not a loving God. This is what Jesus Christ taught. I am loyal to my king. If, if I have to define you know, who I am and what I believe, I, I, at least on my podcast, I don't say, I, I don't know, you tell me. You've, you've heard me talk. What I say in my own mind is that I'm loyal to my monarch. I'm loyal to my king. I don't say, oh, I'm a Christian. I don't know what a Christian is anymore. I don't know what it is. What's a Christian? People that work at a food bank? People that put in a couple coins at the Salvation Army out, out, out in front of, of Target or Safeway? People that protest uh, injustice? What's a Christian? I don't know what a Christian is. I'm loyal to Jesus Christ. How practically I do that? I'm loyal to his words. I'm loyal to what he says. And I will repeat what Jesus Christ says forever. And I will never apologize for that. I'm, I'm actually very proud of Jesus Christ. I'm very proud of what he said. I say it loud. I say it proud. I'm bold. He's my monarch. He's my king. I've sworn an allegiance to him for eternity. Live or die. I've sworn an allegiance to Jesus Christ for eternity. That's where I stand. That's who I am. So as we fight this battle, or not fight it, so many evangelicals, they're, 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 the devil's completely demoralized them. You go talk to a military guy, and they'll tell you, you've got to have high morale. They have to believe in themselves. They have to believe in their ability to conquer. Imagine that. you got the 101st Airborne, and they're like, oh, we suck. Oh, yeah, we're not really ever going to go to war. No use to, no need to work out. Oh, it's too dangerous to deploy. Yeah, no, you know. What is that? It's a worthless force. It's worthless. They got to believe in themselves. They got to believe in their mission. They got to believe in each other. They got to believe in their commanders. They got to believe in their purpose and, and, and their task and their mission. Church is completely demoralized. Oh, things are getting worse. But, you know, we're going we're gonna, to uh, get on that C 17 and, fl and fly back to the United States really soon now. Go back home. Uh, you know, get a little bonus. And everybody's sitting around, you know, clapping when Satan gets stronger and, and, and the country falls apart. And, and they think, oh, we're, you know, we're that much sooner to uh, uh, <laughs> getting our 20 years in and retiring, getting to the rapture. Talked about a demoralized force. Man, I want to wake up the church. I want to wake up the church. I want the church to say what Jesus Christ said. For all the, all the red-letter Christians out there, oh, I'm glad you're a red-letter Christian. Please, go, read Revelation 2, 9, Revelation 3, 9, John 8, 44. All the scriptures I've been quoting to you. That's the red, baby. That's the red. And, all, you, and, and God bless these patriots and these Christians. And they'll, they'll go around and, and, and say, well, we got to fight, uh, you know, we got to fight wokeism. <laughs> they don't even know what it is. It's like, dude, we got to go fight the bullets. Let's fight a bullet. Oh, there's a bullet. We got to go fight that bullet. Let's hammer that bullet. <laughs> we got to fight cultural Marxism. Oh, there's another bullet. That's a 50 caliber bullet. Let's go fight that bullet. And you get your hammer out and you start pounding on that bullet. <laughs> and the people shooting the bullets just laugh at you. Or you go around and say, oh, I think that I think those are the bad people. And they and they got a brown uniform on. They got a purple uniform on. They got a green uniform on. 
but just don't you dare touch the people in the, re- in the red uniform. Don't you even notice that they even exist. And they laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh. Fritz Bergen, bloodandfaith.com.